be improving and paying attention to what's happening in the world. This is more important than ever. And it's not five hours. It's 10, 15, 20 hours a week. You have got to be studying and learning. And we no longer get out of college and I'm set. And that's the mistake that too many professionals are making right now. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, formerly known as Improv is No Joke, where it's all about believing that strong communication skills are the best way in delivering your technical accounting knowledge and growing your business. An effective way of building stronger communication skills is by embracing the principles of applied improvisation. Your host is Peter Margarita, CPA, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant, and he will interview financial professionals and business leaders to find their secret in building stronger relationships with their clients, customers, associates, and peers, all the while growing their businesses. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 34, and my guests today are Bill and Don Tomoff, who are both CPAs, and this episode is full of insights into the accounting profession with lots and lots of energy and laughter. Bill Tomoff is currently a CFO for InstallNet International and a consultant with Invenio Advisors, focusing on training and professional development. Previously, Bill has held various financial and accounting roles with a primary focus for over 20 years in the sports and entertainment industry. Bill earned his BSBA in accounting from Ohio University and holds an MBA from Baldwin-Wallace University. Bill is a CMA and CPA. Bill volunteers with and is on the board of directors of Special Love, an organization serving children and families fighting childhood cancer. Don is the founder of Envenio Advisors, LLC, a consulting firm specializing in information management, process improvement, reporting, and data analysis, as well as education and training. Don's experience includes big four public accounting, senior level industry finance positions, and consulting. Since 2010, Don has focused his efforts with executives and companies on many digital process improvement, data analytics, and training initiatives, including developing and implementing mobile information strategies. His efforts are focused on the identification of process improvement opportunities and leveraging readily available technology tools to drive that change. In addition to consulting, Don is an active instructor for the Maryland Association of CPAs Business Learning Institute. I know you guys are going to really enjoy this episode because there's a lot of insight into becoming future ready uh, for accountants, as well as just they have such a refreshing view on our profession. Now, before we get to the interview, Change Your Mindset is part of the C-Suite Radio family of podcasts. It is an honor and a privilege to be amongst some of the more popular business podcasts, such as The Hero Factor with Jeffrey Hazlett, Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. And keep leading with Eddie Turner. You can find Change Your Mindset and many other outstanding business podcasts on C-Suite Radio by going to www.c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. 
And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a high-content and engaging speaker for your next conference? Do you want to deliver a story to stakeholders that will transform data dumping to engaging business conversations? Do you want to feel that the value a speaker provides your audience far exceeds the dollar value on their invoice? Then book Peter for your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Contact Peter at peter at petermargaritas.com and visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com. By the way, one of his Fortune 50 clients actually made the comment about the value he brings to your audience. Now, let's get to the interview with Bill and Don Tomoff. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Man, do I have an episode for you guys today. You guys better buckle up, hold on tight, because this thing's going to be fast and furious, and we're going to be moving in so many different directions. It's going to be a ton of fun, because with me today, I have two very special guests. I have Bill and Don Tomoff with me today. They are brothers, and I'll let them do their introduction, tell you a little bit more about themselves. And I'll start with the older brother who is exactly three minutes older than the younger brother. So they, as you can guess, are twins. Bill, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pete. Great to be here. We are not your typical accountants. Um, (laughs) My background started in public accounting uh, way back, graduated in 1981 from Ohio University. We Went into public accounting. I was in there for about four and a half years. Then got out, uh, did the traditional manufacturing type role, but had the fortune of actually getting into the sports and entertainment business. Uh, Got a real, real wonderful journey there. Moved to the Washington, D.C. area. That's where I am now. Uh, So spent some time with the Wizards, the Capitals. Went to Cleveland for almost two years. Worked with the Cavaliers. Now I'm back working with a small business, a CFO of a small business in uh, Bowie, Maryland. Uh, so it's been quite a journey. When we talk about we're not accountants, what my expertise is and what all of us as accounting folks do, our expertise, uh, like to say, we have to be thinking differently. We have to be evolving. And that's what I've spent, and Don, we've spent our entire careers always seeing what's next. And, and moving into spaces where people won't think about. And Don will talk a little bit about, he spends a lot of time, data and how we structure things is huge right now and massive opportunity in the accounting profession. But that's it, me in a nutshell. Okay, Don. Hey, by the way, but before, before I forget, I need to look at Bill's shirt again because he's got a very unique shirt. Bill, say something here so I can get you back on, on the, the, the screen here. Okay, be yourself boldly. Be yourself boldly. And behind him, he's got a, a water bottle that says, be good to people. <laughs> it, 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 isn't, isn't that great? I mean, and, and now let's segue into Don. And Don's got a black T-shirt on with a white undershirt. He looks like a priest. And it says, oh. be good to people. Yep. I think that, uh, thanks, Pete, and, and pleasure being on the uh, podcast. Really enjoy this. I think what Bill and I both believe in, and uh, is fascinating 
is it such an interesting time for the profession and the opportunity? Myself personally, uh, just like Bill, I graduated from college in the early 80s, went into public accounting uh, for Big Four for almost six years, then went into industry and really did the senior industry person. I was at uh, last time I was in industry was at Joanne Stores. I was there for eight years as the VP of Finance and Treasurer. I really got to live um, a lot of retail, a lot of heavy duty, uh, what I call public company stuff. Then I, I got out of that and, you know, as Bill was talking about morphing, I, I just said, what do I really want to do? I did investor relations for a while. I really enjoy the communication side of working with companies. Then I went into uh, a small public accounting firm to try and focus on business advisory because at that time I saw a tremendous opportunity for all accounting firm. This is back in 2008, yeah, 2008-9, where really saw an opportunity for firms to branch out of the compliance or get into business advisory, which people that have been CFO level, senior finance folks in industry completely understand that. Uh, I think that knowledge is a little bit missing in the core public accounting. And then about 2012, I went into my own business uh, in Winnio Advisors, and really that business is uh, teaching and a lot of working with companies to make things better. And I, you know, I said back in 2008 or nine, it was a good time to rethink how accountants work and approach the business. Well, we're 11 years down the road, <laughs> dramatically, dramatically better. Yeah, and so just out of curiosity, both of you guys have had the CFO role, the VP of Finance role. Do you guys happen to still have a tin key on your desk? No. <laughs> Bill? And haven't used a tin key in 25 years and cannot believe that uh, tin keys with tape, paper tapes, actually still exist. And that's... Yeah. Not a good sign. That's why you two are not stereotypical accountants. <laughs> because I will, for audiences, I'll ask, how many of you have a tent key? And you wouldn't believe the number of hands that go up. And I say, folks, there's a support group for you. Yeah. <laughs> there's this thing called Excel that we have now. You don't need to. And some will still, I still use the tape. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That, yeah. We, yeah. we need to transform into the tools that we use today and that technology that we use today. Yep, yep. And, and Pete, we're, we're talking about mindset, okay? And you have just nailed the crux of what we need to get past is there are, and Don and I spent a ton of time with this, but there are tools where the cost of entry is either free or next to nothing. Uh, and I say next to nothing, 10 bucks, five bucks, <laughs> that can literally change the game but people won't embrace them. And we push a lot in our profession and just on social media, trying to make people aware on social media, we do this hashtag twins things that, hey, look at this in Excel or think about this, you know, be good to people. It might help you. So we're always trying to stimulate thought, but a 10 key with a tape, 
the challenge we have. Yeah, we, we, we really have a, a, a big challenge. And, and part of the culture in, in public accounting hasn't changed since the 70s. I was sharing with these guys before we, we started that I was speaking to a, a person who got into public accounting about the same time you guys did. And he said the managing first day at the job, the managing partner came in, looked at staff and basically said, staff is like toothpaste. We squeeze everything out of you. And we throw you away. And after he said, told me that story, he said, oh my God, that's a company I want to work for. <laughs> <laughs> and, but there's still some of that. We're still holding on to a lot of that, that past that we really need to, to, to let go of and, and transform with the technology, transform with, with, with a different leadership style in order to grow our organizations. Yep. I, I think the, the really especially the, the last 10 years, the opportunity and where I think the profession has uh, really, I won't say fallen asleep, but they're, they're missing is there's a whole different generation. And, and the kids that are going into public accounting today aren't the guys we were. <laughs> no. They don't want to walk into a company and work with an organization that works like it's 1985, 1990. It's a really difficult situation and and you know you still both both bill and i our nephew is in uh public accounting and data analytics bill's daughter is in kpmg and uh advisory so we have a little bit of a feel for what it's still like and to a large degree it hasn't changed from when we were in it even though the world has changed dramatically and today's succession planning appears to be by me (laughs) <laughs> because, you know, and they complain about the younger staff and they use the M word, but I don't even like that word. Uh, and by the way, that younger generation are in their mid 30s. They're not just getting out of college. Right. You know, that's the, the, the ones getting out of college uh, or going into college, getting out of college. I think they call them uh, Generation Z. My right. son's part of Generation Z, but he's part of Generation Z, 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 because the kid loves to sleep <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure how he's going to survive in, in, in the world that they keep sleeping as much as he does. But, you know, they, they work differently. There's nothing wrong with that. It's actually really good. It's just different. Because when you guys were in public accounting and the, the mantra back then was cheeks in your seat. Be highly visible around the office. Make sure they see that you got there before your bosses and you're left after the bosses left. Right. That, that doesn't fly anymore. That, that mentality doesn't attract talent to an organization. Yeah. You know, and one of the things we were talking about before the uh, podcast, I repeat, was this idea that when we got into public, it was if you were good enough, you went into the big four. Now it's, there's a lot of other choices and they can do a lot of other things besides finish out their fifth year, get a CPA, and go into public accounting. And if I could work in technology or I can work in data analytics or artificial intelligence, those are the kind of things that your really smart kids have an opportunity to go. And that's a draw that the profession has to try and uh, fight through because they, they want to get the best too. But you know, if you don't change and don't keep up and provide that opportunity for them, it's going to be difficult. Bill, what you got on this one? Well, the profession actually, and that hits a nerve. The profession notices 
uh, recognizes very much that it's not just the accounting background anymore. It used to be all this compliance stuff. The they are hiring people straight out of college that have liberal arts degrees. Uh, they're hiring people that have computer science or management information systems degrees with no accounting because they want smart people who can dig into information and learn and adapt and change quickly. It, it is truly a new day. My daughter and Don was talking about nephew, my daughter Olivia, when she went to college, get two degrees, get an accounting degree if you want to be in business, but get a computer information system degree. Don't go and get a fifth year master's in taxation and pass the CPA exam. That's not what I need in business. I'm going to tell you, that's not what the business world needs. And you can just see by what the profession is hiring. Don talks all the time in the conferences and when he speaks. Here's what your opportunity is in the profession. Most accounting professionals, and we talked earlier, hey, you know, buy me. They're selling compliance work. It's not what people need. It's not what they want. So it's changed dramatically. It has. And you said something there because I have a master's in accountancy. And I today I'm sitting there thinking if, if I was sitting in a master's of accountancy class or master's of taxation, I would be thinking I'm wasting my money and my time because that's not what I don't need advanced auditing. I, I don't need a, a accounting theory, which I thought was an oxymoron. Um, I, I don't need some of that, the, the, the stuff that they were teaching me at, at that level. I needed some of this other stuff. And, and to the point of, I know that we went to 150 hours, but you know, most states didn't put any meat on that bone. They wanted you to take 30 more. You could take underwater bong pottery, underwater table tennis, and it would qualify part of the 150 hours. And that's just ludicrous. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It needs to go back to 120 hours, get your accounting degree, and then figure out the other more important pieces to add to your stable of knowledge in order to be successful. Yeah. Pete, you just hit on a key thing. Okay. Boy, I'm glad this you just went there. That is simply the start. Okay. Don and I are passionate about what's changing, what's coming always, always be learning. Make it, he's got this visual of a five-hour, you know, the five-hour rule where spend five extra hours of your own time every week and learn. Learn Excel, learn, read, but be improving and paying attention to what's happening in the world. This is more important than ever. And it's not five hours, it's 10, 15, 20 hours a week you have got to be studying uh, and learning. And we no longer get out of college and I'm set. And that's the mistake that too many professionals are making right now. I'm going to come back to that, but I want to hear Don's thoughts on this as well. I think it, Bill brings up a good point about learning. And, and you know, we are Brian Solis, who is a guy that uh, we follow, huge digital marketing guy, made the comment. It's one of Bill and I's favorites. He says, you know, I'm not a guru. I'm too busy. I can't be a guru. I'm too busy being a student. And I said, that's really the way you got to look at this. every day. And I think this just comes with age. The older we get, the more we realize we don't know. And 
realized that the opportunity. So we started talking about opportunity, Pete. And I said, it really is, you know, everybody's worried about the professions in trouble and this and that. And when I talk to the younger professionals, I always say, I would love to be 25 <laughs> in your shoes because yeah. you can make it whatever you want to make it. It's just not what it used to be. And that opportunity is tremendous. It goes to the point of this 40 hours of compliance, check the box, I've got my hours, I, got, I, can, I can be licensed, when 99% of the time, nobody's really paying any attention. Or, or, or even, even I, so I had a, a, a firm that I was doing an ethics course for, and I just wanted to make sure that we had the hours right, and I partner said, thanks, I appreciate it. I think my people are more concerned about the hours than the ethics. <laughs> I was just floored, um, you know. And we get into this compliance. I, I need forty hours. No, no, no. You, you, forty hours is a bare minimum that you need. Um, and I know they're having some conversation at the highest levels about this type of scenario. Don, you give Bill a project. Bill goes out and does the research, puts the memorandum together. You review it. And um, I figured I let little brother, you know, lead big brother this time. And uh, uh, you go, uh, give me a couple more hours. Look at, dig into this a little bit deeper. He digs into it. So he's got about 10 hours into this document. You guys implement it and it works. Should Bill get CPE for what he just did? And people go, no. And I went, but he learned more in that 10 hours than you have in 40 hours for the last three years. Yeah. That should, and so I'm putting myself out of business by saying this because I'm a, I do provide CPE, but in all reality, that's better learning than some of the courses because it's real world. He, he's absolutely doing it. He's got his hands on it. And, and you know, I, I look, this is a Tom Hood quote we have to learn at twice the speed of change. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And for those in the profession, okay, you have a lot of accountants that might be listening in. Tom Hood, and you've probably mentioned it before, he is a must-follow on social media. Yeah, and then and then here's here's a little trick somebody taught me. You know, so people like Tom Hood, Don Tomoff, Bill Tomoff, you go into the Twitter and you see who they are following, and you follow them, and you see who are following these guys, and you follow them. So now you're creating a bigger social media network of like-minded thought process, or even not so much like-minded, but but the the, the these influencers, yeah. you're you're following people who they follow, and it helps grow. Up. But the only thing I have remembered about social media and how to make it, <laughs> I just shared with you two guys. Well, what Bill and I, you know, everybody. We talk about getting engaged and not engaging on social media. And one of the things Bill and I talk about is it, it, you don't go into it to make a brand, be a, you know, sell business. You go into it and just say, how can I help someone today? So if I post something on LinkedIn and Bill and I do frequently, if somebody sends me a message and says, hey, that was really helpful. That's a win. Yeah, that, that's what it's for. Okay, it isn't to to drive business. You do it because you enjoy building those relationships and helping other people, and it and it's really satisfying. But it takes effort and it takes time. Well, 
it, it's incredibly satisfying. And Pete, we talked earlier before we started that I'm a huge fan of marketing. Accounting pays the bills. It's my expertise. I love marketing. I love social media. You can talk to enough people, they'll say social media is bad. It's this. Well, it's what you're looking at. Okay. And some of the people that I've met and Don and I have now met in real life are the most incredible people. They're providing content to their network that is just, it's making us all better professionals. And that's the potential on steroids of what social media is now enabling people to to do. There is a huge learning component with social media. You do learn. And for those who want to help others who push content out to their followers, Yes, there's, and this is, you know, people said, have you monetized your podcast? <laughs> have you done this, this, and this, and this? And I'm like, you know what? That's not why I started it. I would, I know, trust me, I'd love to, but that's not why I started it because the why I started this was to help my audience, not to monetize this, but to help my audience because I'm in the event business and I want to create a, more of a process for my audience. So if if they happen to see me in a speaking engagement, they can come to the podcast and the conversation still goes. It it doesn't end. As well as I want to help you two guys. I want to help my guests to to, uh, have a better uh, presence out in the business world. And if business comes their way, then absolutely fine. Just buy me a cocktail sometime. That's about it. Well, what's really interesting and, and In the accounting profession, I think this is any business in general, most times we go in, we put our head down, we get up, we leave at the end of the day. And folks don't know what they don't know. And if your whole world is the accounting profession and the accountants, and I used to always say this about big four, and it's easy to see this when you're out, okay, when you're in industry, you really get kind of a siloed view when you're in public accounting and everybody is a certain caliber, everybody's a certain motivation, everybody thinks the same way. That's not the real world. No. Both, both Bill and I got our, our MBAs and the common question would be, what did your MBA do for you? Did it get you ahead in your career? Go, it gave me a perspective of a world I didn't have because I was living in accounting. <laughs> value. Yeah. <laughs> Bill. Yeah. Well, that Don just hit, hit it on the head. Um, you know, when we were out, I was probably 10, 12 years out of uh, college and decided to go back from my MBA. And it was like, I actually interviewed and they said, well, why are you doing that? We don't need someone with an MBA. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm the best professional I can be. And it's, it truly has, and it was a brutal two years, but I look back and the comment Don just made and I've made, it changed me as a professional. We are a foundation and a, a service to our customers, meaning the business. Let's never lose sight of that, okay? And building relationships, taking care of our external customers, that's really our world. And anybody, that's what you got to focus on. So you just... Uh, gave a great analogy to the difference between cost and investment. Because some would say, well, how much did that MBA cost you? That's a lot of money to spend on an MBA, don't you think? And what is the opportunity cost that you lost versus uh, how much this investment, how much 
was this investment and where did it take you? Yeah, you, you, you want to be, and I'm talking, and Pete, the three of us, we all agree on this. You want to be the best that you can possibly be. And is how do I help others? If you follow us on social media, a lot of our content is we're trying to bring value. You know, there's no, it's about me. And I got that in really, really uh, mentioned earlier, Gary Vaynerchuk. You want to get your hair blown back. (laughs) Listen to to some of his stuff. And he's he's got the long game and he's, and he's got a lot of great things to say. And the us in the business world could could learn from that. Exactly. I, I remember the first time I heard uh, I heard him. And I went, Woo! Hey, 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 hey! There's some salty language in there. I'm not offended, but whoa! Hey, how does this fly in the business world? Well, there goes another bomb. <laughs> but, but he's I, he he's authentic. And, he, and he's, it reminds me of the old SpongeBob SquarePants episode of the sentence enhancer. He's strategically using certain words in the sentence to enhance that effect, to make that wow moment, to make it stick. <laughs> well, he's, that's he's exactly right. And I think what, what Bill was saying, and he's, he's right, you know, we, we talk about how to get better and, and, you know, spending time getting better. When I speak to accounting professionals, and I do quite a bit, through uh, BLI, just uh, as you do, Pete, I really, it's all about spend the time, don't wait for your organization to tell you to do something. See the opportunity and go figure it out because it will make you better. And an easy bringing it right into focus for accountants is, I'm shocked when you talk about Microsoft Office and Excel, how many firms are not on the current version you know well we're using excel 2010 or we're using 2013 and i will always tell them i go if anybody's at an organization and you're not on the current version go spend a hundred dollars a year of your own money and put office 365 on your laptop and start learning because you're falling behind every day if you just live with what the organization gives you in that specific case. Yep. Exactly. Uh, invest in your own technology um, and, and stay, stay up to date with, with the current versions. I'm somewhat guilty at that because I, I have a Mac and I'm running parallel so I can run Windows. But you know what I just discovered? I don't need it. <laughs> I can go out and just grab the damn apps. <laughs> and, and, and still run it through the subscription and free up my hard drive. It's like, whoa, that was just my big wow. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, to, I mean, there's so much information coming at us every single day, and sometimes it, that tsunami of information uh, can be overwhelming. So it's, it's almost like you, you need to pick a lane and 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 try to get rid of the squirrels. And, and, whoa, hey, shiny objects and stuff. And, yep. and pick a specific lane. And I was sharing this with a, um, uh, an attendee from the NABA conference last year. Uh, I was in Minnesota. We had lunch together. And she asked me, what should I be focusing in on in my CPE? And I said, artificial intelligence, blockchain, robotic process automation. And she goes, thank you. And last time I talked to her, that's all she was. That was the lane that she was going to play in. Yeah. And, and Pete, I'm, I'm glad you just brought that up because 
this is one of the things that I get a lot because people say, well, data, RPA, artificial intelligence, blockchain. It really, it's, it's about picking your lane. What are you good at? But it's also being able to decipher, and, and I like to use IFRS as an example, for like a five-year period, we had to do everything to learn IFRS. You know, that's all the CPE, et cetera. And I go, I can't put all my energy into that when we have all this until I know it's real. Mm. Okay, so for instance, I go, I look at blockchain. Yeah, blockchain is coming. Artificial intelligence is coming. It's here. It's here. Mm. PA is coming. Where does my effort need to go? Where do I get the biggest value? And, and I talk a lot about data analytics. I go, if you're in accounting, start with working with data. I, that will be, there's the 80-20. 20% of your effort will deliver 80% of your results in the accounting profession. Okay, artificial intelligence, blockchain, RPA, be aware. And if there's opportunities to leverage it, absolutely get on board and do it. But pick those areas that will give you the biggest value for what you do. So I'm, I'm, I'm before I'll come up, but before <laughs> I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, one of my earlier businesses was IFRS education and training. <laughs> I just, you know, I know you didn't know that, but yeah, I, I invested all in. But you know what? To, to at the time, I was at the university trying to help my students get uh-huh. to that next level. And um, even though we didn't converge, I, I will say we're pretty closer than we were before. But I yeah. just I had to get that little bit in when you yep. said that. I went, yep. <laughs> you needed to hear Paul and Paul, who used to show up at the uh, Kent State IMA conference. They would get up on stage, and this was two accounting professors who simply said. Cyphers is not going to happen. <laughs> One of the things Don and I, and we're heading back out in August, that we were have been blessed to do is we go to have been we've been out to the LA Kings to do some training on Office 365. They're bringing us back in late August, and this time they're saying we really want to. We'll do some advanced Excel, and Excel's a big hit anywhere, and it ought to be. But they also want to dig into OneNote and Teams, which are part of the 365 platform. But what's important here and what we're going to hit on is step back. When you think about Teams, let's talk about collaboration tools that are now becoming the norm in the world. Slack, Teams, Flock, Google Keep. Microsoft, OneNote, okay? You need to leverage these tools and you need to learn them. So the Kings are saying, we want our employees to understand this. And it's bigger than the application. It's what's happening and it's changing productivity and efficiency just exponentially. Hey, if you need somebody to carry your guys' bags when you go out to LA to be with the Kings, I'd be happy to do that. I, I'll even I'll even come and sit in the background and hold your notebooks, and or or, or, or I could bring a camera and record you guys. That would be awful, a lot of fun. <laughs> we we, we love trying to help others uh, learn. And when we went in February, it was really invigorating because there were like seventy five, a hundred people that they were engaged with it. And you bring some real interesting material in an interesting style. I wish we could bring some of your style to what we do. 
Oh, we'll find a way to get that. We'll find a way to get that done. <laughs> we're accountants. We're accountants. We're, 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 you know, we're the same. We're not just stereotypical accountant. We see the world and from a completely different perspective. But I think this is very safe to say, and I think the audience has a feel for it. We love the profession. Yeah. There, there's a deep love for this profession, and it's just trying to help it find its way from a, from a slightly different perspective. Yeah. Pete, I, I think, and, and I, I say this to mm-hmm. Bill quite a bit, I said, the profession has been, we were fortunate to have been working and growing professionally for over 30 years, and it really has been very, very good to us. Mm-hmm. And I honestly look at the opportunity, and I said it earlier, man, if you're a young kid and you want to come into this profession, you got a gold mine of opportunity, but it's not going to be doing the compliance. It used to always be the bread and butter. You know, and Bill made the observation, advisory, all the big four firms, the accounting firms, they're bringing in that talent because they know that's what their clients need. And the accountants might as well deliver it. Exactly. Uh, and, and provide those opportunities for that learning for your younger staff. It, let me re- put it, invest in your staff so they can be, they can provide that service, excuse me, to their clients, to their customers. And when I use this, I also meant, you know, from a business and industry and from a public accounting perspective. Hey, Pete, where we're in great danger, and you hit it earlier, was talking to the uh, managing partner who said, you know, Stafford like toothpaste. There are so many opportunities in this world in accounting and outside of accounting. People do not have to put up with this practically obnoxious is a nice way to put it on some of the way people are treated. Um, It is a nice way to put it. (laughs) You know, it's got that has got to change. The profession is really, you know. We don't own this profession, okay? We have to adapt to what is more, you know, read some uh, read some Tom Peters, The Excellence Dividend. Every accounting professional should read that latest book by Tom Peters. It'll, it'll rock your world. It all comes down to how we treat each other. Yeah. Okay? And, and in fairness, I mean, Pete and, you know, the profession, we are shifting. Okay, that they realize that this shift has to occur. Firms are adapting. It's just probably fair to say it's not moving as quick as everyone thinks it should or could. Yeah, and, and that it kind of goes to the fact that we'll even go back to the IFRS thing. I'm not going to pay attention until it's real. But if I, even if I take IFRS and say, okay, we didn't converge, that's true. However, if you look at the new revenue recognition standard, that came out of the convergence project. The new leasing standard came out of the convergence project. The elimination of extraordinary items came out of the convergence project. I mean, so, you know, something that's unusual and infrequent. The only thing that I know in this world that's unusual and infrequent is the Browns winning a Super Bowl. Oh, it's not infrequent. So we, 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 do evolve and it's how do we how do we inspire here's the question how do we inspire those who might be on the fence or those maybe non-believers how do we inspire them to change that mindset 
to see the profession the way it's evolving? Well, I think, I personally think it's going to happen. You know, one of the big challenges for, for all organizations, but accounting uh, especially, is people recruiting and people by uh, retention. And, and if we don't change, I mean, as soon as this starts hitting firms where it hurts and they can't get people, that will drive change. You know, and, and unfortunately, most of us, if things are good, well, then I don't really need to adapt. Okay. That's just, at some point, it's got to be the burning platform syndrome where you say, I got to adjust or I'm going to be in trouble. And I think we're, we're, at, we're at that point. And we talked earlier about Tom Hood. Tom is a guy that's out there passionate about driving the profession to a new place and, and doing a fabulous job. But it's just, it's really getting those types of people out in front and helping them understand why it's important to be changing this way. Yeah. Well, wait, what you got, Bill? That's, you know, that's really it. And we have to expose ourselves to more outside the profession again. And I'm talking about my latest passions, but, uh, you know, this is what as professionals we all need to do. And it's at our fingertips now with social media. We don't have to be in the same room. We can meet really genuine, like, like-minded, but in different professional paths that are just interested in helping. Don and I had, um, Don and I have a joke. We, we've met with a few people, uh, John Andrews and Ted Rubin. If you've ever heard of either of those guys, they're, they're content marketers. And we had lunch with them when they were driving through the area. We'd never, we'd met John, but we hadn't met Ted. We had, we had lunch and we're talking to these guys and we said, hey, what advice would you give to the accounting professionals? Now, we haven't posted that talk yet because it got a little shaky in over three minutes of me trying to hold the phone. <laughs> but these guys, Don's big joke is, and this is funny, you know, two accountants and two content marketers walk into a bar, okay? We just, we were roaring for an hour and a half and in the prior life, you would never have those paths cross. And we're and learning from these people all the time. This is what we have to be doing as professionals. And by the way, Pete, we happen to meet these two people, two content guys on Snapchat in 2016. <laughs> so, you know, back then it's like, well, who would, who would do Snapchat? Why not? <laughs> If if it exposes me to different things, keeps me thinking, it's yeah. a thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to something you were talking about. Uh, you know, about we talked about the long term with social media. It's the long term and, and stuff, and and you know we need to retain individuals, and and that's what keeps our organization. So I have two thoughts along that. And one of them I've already shared with you is I ask audiences what business are they in. Accountants, CPAs, and I get a lot of attestation, taxation, consulting. If they're in industry, you know, we sell X, Y, and Z. And I always tell them that's a byproduct because the true business they're in is in the people business. First and foremost, everything else is a byproduct of that. You hire the right people, you have the right customers, you have the right clients. That's how you grow your business. If you treat your people terrible and your clients great, that's still going to drive your business down. Um, and, And 
and, and thinking along those lines in that long term might be <clears throat> so we during the great recession what did firms do when when they were losing business they got rid of people they laid them off now i've i've only had maybe a few people CPAs, when I've asked this question, how many of you started your career in public accounting? How many of you have left and a lot of hands go down? How many of you would go back? Maybe one and a thousand would raise their hand. So there's a culture issue right there why they won't go back. But two, wouldn't it be better for that long-term thought process is you know kind of like take the Southwest Airlines approach. You know what? We're not going to lay off people because people are our greatest asset. The partnership is going to take less profit. We're going to put more back into the business to hold, maintain these folks and find stuff for them to do. And it may not be billable, but we're going to continue to learn and grow during this time. So when we what goes down does come up. So yeah. when it comes up, and, and, and Tom Hood, uh, Rebecca Brown said this uh, in a video I was watching of her, and, and I think I've heard Tom say the same thing. You know how long it takes to find a 35-year-old tax manager? 35 years and nine months. <laughs> uh, they just don't grow on trees. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's about be good to people. It's all about people. And that is the, the change in the mindset. That's what will change this profession when we start recognizing that we're in the people business first and foremost. Everything else evolves out of that. And we want to be surrounded by good people. And we want to be good to people. Yep. Yep. It's just what we have to do. Let's take care of each other. Now, Bill, Bill and I always talk about as, as leaders in the organization, and I would always tell this to people when uh, they were working for me is, hey, my job is we got to get our work done, but my job is to make you better going out of here than when you came in. Okay. It's not just to crank out work every day. It's help us grow as individuals and as professionals. Yeah, I, I, my, I have a, a, an uncle who's a retired colonel from the Air Force, and I was talking about this mentality that we had. Was, Why should I train them? All they're going to do is leave anyhow. Well, one, if we take that mentality, so when we replace them, I'm coming with someone with, who's untrainable. He took it to a whole new level. He said, Pete, it's bigger than that. What kind of corporate citizen will they be if we're not constantly investing into their education yeah. throughout their business career. We're not setting it up to be uh, good citizens of this United States of America. Now, what I salute, I mean, I just, that just blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad we just took that turn because the, I can say over my career and I'm probably on my sixth job and I just, like I said, I had a 20 year career in sports and entertainment, but Things do end and we change, okay? And I always say I don't miss the work. I miss the relationships. And I have people that I've that have kept in touch with me that it really was the relationships. And I was always interested in helping people grow and be better professionals, not for just here. We will benefit if you're better now or you're improving but you're going to be better for whatever's next. Let's not kid ourselves. And Okay, so we it is incumbent upon us to invest in each other and build those relationships. It's all about relationships. I mean, it's all about you know, bringing a level of trust with it because you don't want to do business with people you don't trust. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, and, and Bill and I, you know, we talked about building the relationships on social media and stuff. And, and you know, when we were younger and, and I, it was all about networking. You know, and if I was to look back on my career and go, you know, when you're in the first 10 years or your career, you don't take your networking as seriously as you probably should have. At least I didn't. And then you realize we've really got into a situation now where it's easier to build relationships. I mean, we literally, and Bill touched on this earlier, can build relationships with people outside our industry where when you do meet them, it's literally a hug instead of a handshake. Okay, They're like friends before we ever meet them in real life. That's the opportunity that exists at our fingertips. We just have to actively participate and engage. It's funny you should because one thing I was going to say about this is I used to read the Wall Street Journal. I don't read it as much anymore. I read Harvard Business Review, but the leadership. And yep. some years ago, there was an article that came out that was describing networking as it related to Paul Revere. And there was another writer that day. There were two writers that day. Do you know who the other writer was? Oh, but I know this. I know this. Yeah. His name was Bill Dawes. Yeah. And they were, they equated because he's not in the record. He's not in the history books that much. And he wasn't able to get that message out because his network was a click network. It was within a few towns yeah. where, where Revere's was an entrepreneurial network. He had, you know, he knew people in different areas, different towns, different industries who helped get that word out to a mass group. That's what you're talking about right there. That's what social media brings to that entrepreneurial network yeah. as opposed to we, we tend to, you know, I know a lot of CPAs and I still want to know more of them because it's not so much I really want to know them, but I also want to be have access to who they know. It's about relationships and yeah. creating relationships. Hey, Pete, let me circle back to a comment you made earlier. You talked about why did you start the podcast? Have you been able to monetize with people asking you? And you said, I want to help my network. I want to help others, not just your network. You want to help anybody who happens to come across you. Well, and and I love this, Don, you know, we, we joke about this, but it is the truth, okay? There's a guy on social media that we follow. His name's Bruce Kazanoff, okay? And he says, here's three words to think every time you come in contact with somebody. And he said, those three words are help this person. If you are dedicated to how can I bring value to others, and we're not talking about being a doormat, um, you know, Adam Grant's Give and Take is a fabulous book every professional should read. But if you are bringing value to others, it will in life come back to you. It just simply will. And that's what too many people are missing. Yeah, there, there, there is some karma out there that I, I, I do believe in. And, and it, it does come back in, in the most unique ways. Uh, and, and how you know? So I what what I would I would teach networking to to accounts and to others, and I tell them I take the Godfather approach in networking. I don't meet somebody go, how can you help me? <laughs> I meet I meet somebody and go, hey, how can I help you? Because someday I may come back and ask you for a favor, <laughs> and you're more inclined to help me if I've already helped you. The Godfather approach, and nobody has to die in the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's that's probably one of the key points that any professional in the accounting profession that we could 
come away with. You know, and Bill, I mean, we talk we talk a lot about social media. It's just basic networking. It's just the way we do it is a lot enabled, a lot easier than it used to be. Nothing's changed since the 80s. You know, it's about your network and who you know and and how you can help your network. I I I love the so I love social media and I think I can get an essence of the person's being through reading their tweets and their posts and stuff. But can now, you know, I, I'm still kind of old school with this. I, I I love meeting face to face so I can look them in the eye oh. and go, oh they, yeah, th- these two guys are, are are really really good guys. Versus, yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm not quite that that sure. And, and just for full transparency, we've known each other. Hold on. We've known each other. What's today's day? Exactly one month. <laughs> but we were following you before that. Yeah. And, and I heard rumors about you two guys. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, there was a little bit of a foundation of we knew each other. We hadn't formally met. And then we did meet in person. And you are absolutely right. Social media does not replace but it certainly enhances the ability to meet people. But you're right. Person to person is the ultimate. Yeah, I mean, God said, we can turn a handshake into a hug. Literally, yeah. that's what it does. Oh my God. And, and we were like, I, I thought we were going to get thrown out of the restaurant. We were laughing. So, and, and, and Jennifer Stevens, I, I don't think she even took a breath. I mean, she was laughing. <laughs> I mean, because the three of us were just playing off of each other, but talking about the profession, talking so passionately about it. It, it was, it was, I was quite funny, guys. I was exhausted when we were done. <laughs> it was a good yeah, I slept very good that night. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I did too. Hey, as we start to wrap this up, what um, what part, what parting information would you give my audience about this conversation that we're having? Well, what's the key piece that 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 you see that if they just walked away with one nugget, and it can't be the same nugget from the two of you, one nugget. What would that nugget be? Okay, I'm going first, Bill. <laughs> I would say take advantage of the opportunities. You know, take the road less traveled. And and in our profession, I like to say there's a lot of roads that people aren't taking that are huge opportunities. And and pursue it. Make a difference. And what you'll find is you can take your career wherever you want to go. Bill, did he just take what you were going to say? Oh, I, I think this is amazing because it so absolutely puts how he and I, we believe in exactly what each other say, but what Don hit on is exactly what I would have expected. Build your skill set. The opportunities are all around you. Take some ownership. I would then say, and we spent a lot of time on this, be good to people. Don't worry about what others are thinking. Take care of people. Help people. Help them learn. Help them grow. Build those relationships. You put the two of those together, and you got Bill and, and Don. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I might package together. And, and, and you guys are spot on. And, and I, as I'm sitting here listening to this conversation, I, I, in my mind, flashback to the ESPN commercial with Peyton and Eli Manning walking through the halls of ESPN and giving each other wet willies and kicking each other from behind. Do you guys do that when you're together? Uh, we get crazy. <laughs> you think we're not accountants now? You know, <laughs> people who are around us regularly are like, 
I'm in the house talking to him. Don lives in Cleveland. I, uh, I'm in DC area in Maryland now. And my wife will say, Hey, can you quit talking so loud at six in the morning? <laughs> We're quit talking to Don. <laughs> yeah. Well, we really do think there's a ton of opportunity and, and, you know, the message and appreciate you having us on. It's a great conversation. This was, uh, this was a, a ton of fun as I knew it would be when you guys agreed to it. I can't thank you guys enough for taking time out. And I'm looking forward to the next time our paths cross. And, and actually, I'm, I'm in the, the Maryland area. I think all of ne- pretty much all of next week recording at where you are right now, Don. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Elder and I are, are recording, updating the NBA Express. But I'm back in, in the D.C. area. Just tell me, come up to Cleveland. I'll come and hang out a day with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, my, great. We got to make a trip. I got to make a trip over to Cleveland. There you go. That's there we go. Hey, well, you know people in Cleveland, the Cavs, probably some Indians folks and stuff. You know, we, but that that that'd be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Pete, it's it's been a real pleasure, and thank you for thinking of us. And and this has been an awesome conversation. I think folks should uh, pay attention to what you're putting out there for the profession. It's really good stuff. You know, Don and I are learning. We're living the profession, so to speak. I am more than, you know, Don is doing more training. I help a little bit with that, but I'm learning all the time. And you guys are, everybody, you're bringing great value. So thank you. And thanks for having us on. I, I appreciate it, Bill. Bill, you're going to enjoy this. I forgot to mention to Don that when he was speaking at, at Ocean City, he spoke the day before I did. And Don was bribing the audience. Yeah, some, sometimes it's, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get people to chime with, with five dollar Dunkin' Donut gift cards. <laughs> it so, was the best decision he made. It was the best decision until he gave me the idea. And the next day, I went and said, "Hey, that guy only gave you five bucks. I got ten bucks Starbucks <laughs> cards here." Man, they just went nuts. I'm kidding. Wait, I, I I didn't do that. When I no, Pete. When I saw you speak, I think it was in December. You said, "Engage your audience." That's where it came from. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but I, I didn't do that, but I, I, I remembered I wanted to tell that little bit of a lie. Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate it. Uh, and I look forward to our paths crossing very, very soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pete. Have a great day. Now that you've listened to this episode, What will you do to make yourself future ready in the accounting profession? Will you change your mindset from compliance learning to lifelong learning, which is an investment versus a cost? Personally, I hope you do because that is the biggest step in your transformation. Thank you all for listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Also, please visit www.com c-sweetradio.com to listen to many of the excellent business podcasts they have in their network. And in honor of both Bill and Don Tomoff, be kind to people. Be nice to people. Thank you. Life. 
like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.